0: From the Tie Cats Audio Network.
1: This is the Tie Cats This Week with RJ Broadhead and Luke Tasker. Great to have you with us for another edition of Tie Cats This Week. I'm RJ Broadhead. He's Luke Tasker. And I think we're due. I think we're due to call a win
0: here this week. What do you think, Luke? I think so, man. It's. Uh... It's gotta be time. And, uh, from all, from all the, the vibes that you get from the player interviews and from the, the feel at this extra long week of practice that you always get coming out of the bye week I don't know. It's, it, it feels like a winning environment there. Uh, and, uh, you, you listen to, uh, uh, the CFL this week with Bubba O'Neill earlier and, and, Plenty of guys. I mean, the Ticats, cats. No one's down on the Ticats cats in the East. You know, we. It's not the. It's not your regular zero and four scenario that we're in. People, including myself, have some uh, positivity still.
1: Well, it's uh, the futility of everybody else in the East Division. (laughs) 0-4, it hasn't been great for the Tiger Cats. There's no denying that. The record isn't good. They haven't won a game. However, one win and and they're in pretty good shape. And there's somebody else
0: struggling as well at (laughs) 0-4. Yeah,
1: exactly. And Ottawa, I mean, it's, I mean, no Jeremiah Masoli. And uh, you look at the statistics that Ottawa has put up and it's been predominantly because of the great play of Jeremiah Masoli. So we'll mm. see. They're 0-4. Now Caleb Evans is listed as the starting quarterback coming in. That's, that's not uh, a kind situation for him coming into Tim Horton's field against a very tough Hamilton defense who, who really dominated Caleb Evans in a game last year. So Tiger Cats have to be feeling pretty good about this. But you're right. Both these teams... This is this is desperate football. One of them are going to be in pretty good shape by Saturday night.
0: Yeah. And isn't that isn't that crazy there? And the other one is going to be uh, what's the word for for where you are at 0 and 5? I mean, RJ, when we were 0 mm-hmm. and 3 sitting in the booth up there and you were saying, honestly, you know, you were you had a very hopeful and positive uh, a- energy and, and, and yes. uh, attitude about the season. And after 0 and 4 it kind of for a moment there it was a little bit like boy what are these tie, tie cats going to do to turn this around but as the dust settled from that from that loss it, it was kind of like we're talking now it's it's actually not that far off still but at 0 and 5 whichever team's going to end up there uh in a few uh in a few hours uh, uh later into this week I, you know i don't know that that is really that looks a lot that looks looks and feels a lot different uh, and that 1-4 and four team is is going to be neck and neck to to have a, a run for first in the East.
1: Both Hamilton and Ottawa playing an East Division team for the first time this season. So all eight of the losses have come against the West Division. And you're right, I have been really positive. 0-3, I wasn't worried. 0-4, I thought that was a game that Tiger Cats probably should have won on paper. Trey Ford he came in rookie quarterback only had a couple of completions in his in his CFL career. I really thought the the Hamilton defense would would shut him down and really they did when you look at the turnovers that really cost Hamilton of the 20 points Edmonton scored in the second half 17 of those came off of turnovers yeah. so that's that's been a, a real problem for the Tiger cats as well. It's been talked about they know about it. I mean, you, you can talk about it. You, you you still have to do it. And I've kind of anticipated that these turnovers are going to stop, and they just keep continuing. What do you think coming into this this game against Ottawa?
0: Are we finally going to see an end to to losing the turnover battle? There's two that are stuck in my head, and and that is the uh, off of uh, Sean Thomas Erlington's hands uh, for the interception, and then also uh, in the fourth quarter that of this last Ticat game. Dane Evans on his feet out of the pocket and really the ball in what was not a, not a terrible position to have. I mean, it's not like those pictures you see and guys got it, you know, in one palm out in the open, like classic uh, Andy Fantuz out with one mitt while he's stiff arming somebody <laughs> else behind him. You know, Dane had the ball kind of tucked, uh, you know, I don't want to say high and tight, but, but pretty, pretty close to that, you know, pretty, pretty close to his body. And it And when a defender puts the top of the helmet right in the perfect spot, it is incredibly difficult to, to maintain the, the control and those two turnovers in that game stand out to me as you know you can kind of make a lot of excuses like I just did for them and it's because it is difficult to hold on to the football when somebody's trying to tackle you and trying to take it away but you've got to find the way you got to find a way to, to hold on even in those uh, circumstances even when the defense is making a great play you've got to find a way to do it and so that's kind of one of the things that's frustrating to me RJ is that Going 0-3 into that fourth game, I really kind of felt the tides of change. It kind of seemed like everything was set up for them to get their first win uh, and to kind of cure that problem that they had had with the turnovers. And really, uh, neither of those things ended up happening. And so, you know, I kind of want to be careful of doing the same thing, saying, well... They definitely won't go (laughs) on five. Well, things can happen to make you own five. In fact, one team will will be own five short of a tie. And and, uh, so you've got each individual player. And that's kind of the fortunate and unfortunate truth of football is that each guy has to decide to do everything he can to to have a a positive impact on the turnover ratio uh, going into the game. And
1: statistics tell a story. Forty-four percent of the points the Tiger Cats have allowed this year have come off turnovers. So that's almost half the points they've allowed are directly related to a, a turnover the Tiger Cats have made. So it definitely has to stop. The other thing that has to change, Luke, are these second halves. Jeff Giordad, who does a great job with our our statistics, he was uh, you know we had thrown out you know how many have been in the second half, and he he totaled it up. So fifteen turnovers this season for the Tiger Cats. Thirteen have come in the second half. So think about that. First game against Saskatchewan, remember the first two possessions? The Tiger Cats turned the ball over. So those are the only two turnovers they've had in the first half. The other 13, including nine in the fourth quarter, have come in the second half. They've blown leads, double-digit leads, both times at halftime at Tim Horton's field in those two losses.
0: What can they do to
1: stop these, these collapses in the second half?
0: Well, you hear me say it every week. What gets me so excited when 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 there when the ball when Dane Evans has options quickly and the ball is out of his hands, uh, it's been talked about almost as much as turnovers has been talked about the adversity on the offensive line that's that that the Tight Cats have suffered from this year. And when you're dealing with that, a quarterback loves to have some quick, short answers. Um, I, I just think uh, he uh, Dane himself kind of referenced maybe that mentality, uh, for the, for the offense as they come out of the bye week and some of his early, early interviews that maybe we're going to see some sort of, uh, simplified concepts in the passing game. And I'm all for that. I am all for that, man. I, uh, one of, one of, I had a a handful of really great coaches throughout my, my career. And one of them was June Jones and, and simple, at least on paper was the name of the game. I mean, we just, it was, it was every, the entire offense was installed on day five of training camp. And then as the season went along, you just barely tweaked things here and there, maybe added a play sometimes for a specific defense that you're going to see, but not, not really. You really more so just, just got more and more intimate with the decisions that you had to make on the, on the simple concepts that were in. And once the ball snapped, different things could happen that would make your route adjust or change that would change the quarterback's read of course but on paper it was very clear and simple what we were doing uh and that's a really freeing way to play the game as a wide receiver and a quarterback when you when 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 you know sort of the the on paper, the scientific, the, the theoretical part of the game is a little bit boiled down a little bit, and then the on field, you, you're you're able to think a little quicker.
1: There's an old saying, meant jokingly, "Don't think, you'll hurt the team." So more like you should react. But that, to me, how you explained it, Luke, is is when everything's simplified like that, you really don't have to to think as much because you you, you kind of know, and you've you've run all the same plays, and and when you take that that uh maybe questioning yourself am i running the right route is is this the play that's called uh,
0: that that has to be easier easier for a player yeah it's a recipe for disaster if you, if you, if the ball if the snap count has started and you're still <laughs> thinking through and it happens sometimes it, it just happens sometimes it's the tom tommy kindel because of the fog of war sometimes you could hear a play 15 times during the during the week of prep and you know it and you know you understand your responsibilities and more and it, it, football in the 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 way an offensive the, the, an offense is at the professional level it's not just your responsibility it's it's anticipating the decisions you'll have to make once the play starts that that's really kind of what it takes to intellectually be ready for that play. It's not just saying, okay, I'm running a corner out, running a corner out, running a corner out. it's okay, I'm running a quarter out, and if the corner's high, I'm going to flatten it off if the corner's underneath I'm going to keep my angle high and if the corner's high and outside I'm going to bite my my route off short it's that it's being ready for the decisions you're about to have to make over the next 10 seconds so if you're still digesting that during the snap count <laughs> you you have to already be in the process of reading the defense you have to be already in the process of seeing where the high corner is or the low corner and if you're still thinking wait a minute what do i what do i have on sale pump uh oh wait it's on one or two uh and then and then it's done and then it's gone too far so you can be great with 100 plays on a play sheet and i don't and we don't we're not privy to how many tommy condell has in there but i had some i had some weeks where tommy had quite a few on the on the old call sheet and and then there's also some times where you have you know whatever sub sub 60 uh total calls available to the team and uh, you 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 can sort of more quickly uh, get to a place where that's you know second nature to digest each of them
1: yeah I- interesting stuff that, w- that would be a terrible feeling you uh, know it's like going into an exam and you haven't studied so uh, <laughs> a couple of guesses when, yeah I, I was thinking back to last year and and it was a slower start 0-2 they know Tiger Cats never lost more than two in a row last season in that short and 14 game season but what kind of turned the the team around was the defense started chipping in with with some some points and some touchdowns you don't want to rely on your defense for that but how much would that help if uh, if the defense can can put some points on the board against Ottawa on Saturday
0: yep and like we like we've discussed i'm always when i'm thinking turnover ratio i'm thinking you better not but <laughs> A defensive guy thinks you better, you know, you, yes. you go make it happen. And so, and so, you know, that's part of it too. And if the, and if uh, uh, we saw a great amount of interceptions and knockdowns uh, from, from the defensive secondary uh, last season, and uh, I, you know, we'd love to see that uh, start to increase on that side of the ball too, as well as the, as well as the fumbles and the, and the, the sacks and the times, uh, especially in Winnipeg, I can think back to where uh, the tie rush started to really put some pressure uh, on caleros and 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 get some some penetration through the uh offensive protection and that that is just as damaging to to the opposing team's efforts as well and so it's two-sided everybody everybody's got to go out there and 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 it's all I always you always pose the question to yourself and to your to your teammates who are in your group or your side of the locker room or just you know or who you're closest with and you say you know why not today like why can't i just book? like what What in the world is stopping me from having the best game of my life in 20 minutes from now? You know, and I, when I, when you're in that type of mindset, sometimes it happens. You know, sometimes you actually do have the best game of your life.
1: Yeah, the mental game is, is a powerful thing. Uh, We talked about defense. We have to talk. No, Simone Lawrence. He is not going to play. He's been put on the six game injured list. What impact does that have on the Tiger Cats defense?
0: Uh, It's impactful. Uh, it really is. He is uh, a leader and has been for uh, almost a decade. And it's, it's almost, it's almost uh, like you can't believe it. Like, I don't know how many games Simone's missed in his career. I remember, I can literally remember one and maybe it's been two prior to this, but it's not been many, Um and uh, he's just a guy who's so high energy, and 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 it f- takes such good care of himself. He just doesn't. He just doesn't. He's not vulnerable. Uh, you know, he's, he kinda, he kind of he kind of has a really special gift of having been able to protect himself throughout his career. So it's hard to it's hard to imagine uh, a tie defense without twenty one uh, out there. But those guys are tight, man. And that linebacking core who has experienced so little adversity in the injury department over the last two seasons. I mean, they were very very healthy and performed at a high level. Um, I will say that line, a linebacking core and the defensive secondary, it's not just that those guys, I don't, I'm not, I don't want to make it sound that it's easy to interchange because it's not, it's just as hard, certainly just as hard as the receiving, uh, group, you know, it, there, there can't, it's no, no easier than that. But I actually think that that, that group of guys really takes pride in, in being able to be interchangeable. To be next man up, to support each other when when there's a, a shortcoming in a position group, um, and uh, like we've discussed, you've, you've, you'll hear Mike Daly and Courtney Stephen say that say uh, a similar thing. That offensive line has an unbelievable amount of communication, and, and right behind them in my mind is defensive secondary. And so it's, it is to plug and play with different guys. The communication has to be tight, has to be very, very on point. Uh, but like I said, it, I, I think it's a mentality of of kind of priding themselves on overcoming challenges like this. And it'll be interesting to see the, the uh, will position uh, uh, this week. And like we've talked about all season, RJ, that position has, it's has a unique set of trials this year and going into the future of Canadian football because of the new widened boundary. And so I don't know. I mean, it's going to be spotlighted. We're going to we're, we'll, we'll be talking about it in the broadcast. I would I would think
1: for sure. Kyle Wilson go, going to go in there. He looked great in training camp. A Couple of preseason games. Other players on the defense have called him a hitter. So uh, he could be a, a exciting to watch. Jovan Santos Knox, we've seen him emerge, one of the best tacklers in the in the CFL this season, Cam Kelly. He's got an interception. He's been all over the place. So so it is the fortunate thing for the Tiger Cats. You can't replace a Simone Lawrence, but there is some, some depth at linebacker. It reminds me of a story that Simone told last year, Luke, when he was asked what his goals were going into the season. He said, my goal – going into the season was to be at every single practice during the year because if I'm at every single practice it means I'm healthy and i'm I'm helping my game I'm helping my team and'm I'm, I'm working to be ready for those games I, I hadn't heard that as a goal, but it, it's true if you're at every practice that means you you have stayed healthy and you will be able to perform in the games
0: yeah and Simone like i said i mean he brings a high energy and and that's not unrelated to this injury like that helps a guy like it's helped him in his career because he's so excited you know and, and when you're kind of when you take the field and you're not quite there mentally you're probably not not only are you probably not playing at your best but you are injury prone it takes it takes an, an energy and excitement to move in such an athletic way that is that is that where that helps you protect yourself uh i remember <laughs> training camp like mm, 2014 2015 something early on in, in my career and that was also early on in Simone's career where Jeff Reinbolt came out on the field for training camp and go and you know kind of everyone's out there kind of uh t- talking and yelling and ha and, and getting ready to warm up for a practice in training camp and Reinbolt yells across the field Simone I remember when you liked football meaning like <laughs> teasing him because Simone's out there Jumping and like almost screaming like a kid does when he's excited at at a whatever birthday party or yeah, something like yeah. Simone was at a kid's birthday party every single every single day on the practice field. That's his level of excitement. Like they just brought out the pinata and you're at your 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 buddy's birthday party as a second grader, and so right and so Reinbold like sees like it's just a ball of like unbelievable like you know football. Athletic energy in this grown man who's, who's fat and, 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 and goes, I remember when you liked football <laughs> and, and, you know, he just, Simone has that great energy. And so that'll be missed even for, if it's one game or however, however long it will be, it's, it's, uh, hard to, hard to have that, uh, energy gone from, a, from a group.
1: For sure. So that's the big change on, on defense. On offense, Alex Fontana will be back at center. Don Jackson comes in at running back. I want to talk to you, though, in the receiving core about Anthony Johnson. He had a, a great preseason and he was a whisker away from from being with the, the main team, but he's been on the practice roster. Uh, Pappy White with an injury. So he actually adds a bit of size. Uh, Steven Dunbar at six foot three will still be their tallest receiver, but Johnson at six foot two—it's something that maybe that receiving core needs. But what do you expect from, from Anthony Johnson, who's been champing at the bit on the practice roster for
0: four games? Uh, it, it's it's a great opportunity for him. Firstly, to come in and be uh, a young player. Um, that one of the one of the challenges in that situation is to be able to rise to that occasion when your name gets called because it's not going to get called all the time. And so sometimes sometimes uh, that type of player uh you maybe don't even think about him or say his name in a broadcast or or he doesn't stand out to you on the field until midway through the third quarter and then all of a sudden he has to go make a play and it's his first play ever and he's got to and he's got to do it and so, and maybe it's maybe it's an oscar route you know a six yard out route maybe that's it and it's okay who got my first catch and uh, good I'm into the game, this is a, or it might be a fifty five yard post route you know and then yeah and you gotta and you gotta have and mentally and for a guy like that and young and and not not been not been on the field this year and not been called on to make those kind of plays, you gotta just be preparing yourself and visualizing as you get ready for this game that you know, we're thinking about how is that going to feel when it's two quarters into the game and I haven't done anything yet. Am I going to feel angry? Am I going to feel a little tired? Like, am I going to feel Am I going to mentally be in the game? And what am I going to do when that happens? And you walk yourself through those scenarios, hypotheticals, and 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 get into those moments. And I even thought to myself sometimes I would think, okay, what am I going to feel like if I make a mistake? And in that next drive, how am I going to? What am I going to do? Like, what's what's my what's my physical mental response going to do after that? And how can I bounce back from it? And so. Young guy's got to be ready for a lot of things that that that, uh, that happen in a football game that he hasn't experienced yet, and 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 it'll be great to see when that ball does come his way. Watch him secure that, get up field, and, and make a move. And 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 once you've done that, once your first one comes in, in a game, and then it's you're mentally sort of all of a sudden snapped in place.
1: So a couple other changes: Tyler Tarnowski will be at wide receiver. David Ungerer to the practice roster. I, I thought he'd been playing well, but not targeted. A lot, And then the kicking game's a bit interesting, too, Luke, over this bye hey. week. Seth Small comes back in. He was perfect in the preseason. Uh, Simon Laurier, who seemed to be punting fairly well, was released. John Ryan, who's got a, a great career in the NFL and CFL. He won't play on Saturday, but he is signed by the Tiger Cats. But Michael Damagala moves to the punter, and Seth Small comes in as the kicker, where he is surprised at all the movement in the in the kicking game.
0: Uh, I was, and listeners should go back to the coach O show this week and coach. I mean, I, it was very candid what he said. He's, you know, sometimes you have the wrong flag by your name and uh, there's nothing, nothing to complain about there. I mean, that's just the nature of the CFL. Don't feel bad for yourself. And, and I, and I thought, uh, Laurier was, was punning very, very well, but you gotta, you gotta fit in where a job uh, is available, you know, and to, and to be honest right now, there's just no a job available for Simon Laurier, though he performed very well. It's an interesting um, an interesting piece of adversity in, in what, and in, to me, what is a really good punter's uh, career. So I hope that he lands, uh, that he's able to, you know, uh, find uh, more places to kick and, and more opportunities for himself. Because RJ, I think actually, I think you and I were multiple times throughout the four games referencing. And not, he wasn't just a neutral. He was a net positive on yeah. the games. He was, he he performed well. But boy, there there is a game within a game in the CFL, uh, and making sure all that all that all the numbers uh, are right on the roster, just as important as as playing great. Everybody's got their job to do, and so uh, uh, so it goes in the CFL. N- nothing new, though. I hope the absolute best for him because I thought he was I thought he was very very impressive throughout the season, and this week, Damagala. <laughs> At the long snap now, you know, at the 15 yard snap for the punt and and, and boy, interesting world of, of professional sports. You know, I always it was always my dream to find myself having to be a punter in a game and just you <laughs> dream. To, yeah, I wanted to, you know, <laughs> or <out> of course. <laughs> well no not of course all the injuries that would have had to happen to get me back there but yeah. i like to pride myself as the emergency punter really and just have to all of a sudden yeah adapt and you can run, i could run some fakes i could do whatever you know and i was also <laughs> also priding myself on being emergency quarterback too neither of these things ever took uh ever took place but but, you know, it's an exciting game, you know, for a guy that's just finds himself in a new position, just just, you know, seize the moment and, and try to be great there. And the team, you're the guy. So the team wants you that the team, you're best in that position uh, uh, for, the, for the team this week. And, and and you just you just go and try to be great.
1: Versatile. We see it on the Ticats Audio Network right now. I'm, I'm peppering you with questions. So you're answering them. <laughs> you're an analyst during the game. You interview Coach O every yeah. week. So, yeah, I can say now- I, I
0: can see it. And now you're becoming the football expert in the room. So next year, actually, no, in a couple of weeks from now, you and I are going to switch and I'm going to do play by yeah. and then you're going to do the color and we're just going to, Hey, you know, more you can do.
1: It's for sure great. yeah you always yeah. got to be ready and we'll probably Perfect. never want to switch again after we, we do that and see what the other guy has to do <laughs> yeah. but, but you did
0: say though you you like my you like my sponsor readings in in the podcast though it's great
1: right it's you got enthusiasm your inflections on the
0: correct words
1: it's 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 <laughs> very it. very, very some, good who,
0: who, who's gonna pay us to to say their name on the uh, on tie cats this week Cause yes we, we're ready yeah we're gonna give you a great sponsor read if you want to get your name on this podcast
1: yeah we'll we'll do a, a sponsor read competition. <laughs> oh,
0: awesome! We might have a, we might have to make a jingle for somebody pretty soon here. That might be good too.
1: Yeah, yeah. As long as I don't have to sing, you okay. can sing. <laughs> That's another one of we'll your talents. Out. And you're an alumnus of distinction. How about that? I'm excited for it. Yeah. So it. if some of the listeners aren't aren't sure what it is, uh, well, you explain it, Luke. You're you're being honored before the game on Saturday.
0: Well, I can't wait. I, I I feel honestly so honored. Dave Stala was uh, uh last uh, home game alumnus of distinction. And I can't wait. I'll be out. I think I'll be signing autographs before the game, I believe at 4 p.m. Uh, in the plaza outside of the stadium. And I'm just I'm just so grateful that the cats have, have for everything in all the years I've been uh, part of this uh, part of this uh, family and and this week I'll be out there, and, and I think I run on the field before the team, and maybe even get to do a little uh, Oski wee wee with Pigskin Pete, which I mean, a dream of mine. <laughs> I, I, I thought it, as I was, I was a, as a player, I, I will admit there was times where it crossed my mind, thinking, I wonder if I'll ever be able to do that, <laughs> do the do the wee wee out there. It's pretty cool, so I can't wait.
1: Well, for all the fans, I'm telling you, go get Luke's autograph. He, he's a great analyst, he's a great player, and he's an even better person. So uh, you'll you'll love chatting. With Luke and and that that autograph will be fun to get, and there's also fun for the whole family before kickoff. Uh, you know, you you get there early before the game starts, and now there'll be activities, giveaways, and a lot more ahead of kickoff. That's the South Plaza Saturdays at Tim Hortons Field. So get there nice and early and and get set for the game. It is a big game. Um, let's talk about how you, you can't beat the Argos Tiger Cats rivalry, but. There is a rivalry developing between the Red Blacks and the Tiger Cats. Sean Burke goes over as the general manager and and gets some pretty good Tiger Cats. Jeremiah Masoli, we wish him all the best in his recovery. I know a lot of us were looking forward to seeing him play, but Jalen Acklin's there, Darius Sirocco, Jackson Bennett, Lorenzo Malden. I know you're a fan of his. He leads the, mm-hmm. the Red Blacks in sacks, so he's having a, a pretty good season. When you... I I know you were a tiger cat your whole CFL career, but what do you think these guys are feeling like coming back to Tim
0: Horton's field? Uh, I would imagine, especially for, uh, and unfortunately, Jeremiah is not going to be suited up, but that, that would be an interesting, you know, feeling. And, and pretty soon here, we're going to have Brandon Banks coming back to, to (laughs) Tim Horton's field. Right. Uh, and you know, um, Yeah. It's such as the world of professional sports. It is interesting. The, the roster similarities this year in Ottawa to last year in Hamilton, Uh, but it makes the league exciting. You know, you got, you got, I remember there was a year I had been playing for whatever, four or five seasons. And and all of a sudden I felt like I I probably have a former teammate on almost every team now. And that's just how much uh, bouncing around and things happen. And it makes it really kind of unique to the, to the CFL and and part of the part of the fun uh with our league but we'll see those guys are coming in with and and thinking nothing about their uh their their formal t- former time in, in Hamilton I I I would imagine and like you said I don't have the experience personally just cuz I was in Hamilton only but but it is uh I think I think when you you have you have those thoughts quickly and then and then pretty pretty soon you're in you're nothing but uh but the game so
1: I always like to give you the last thought on Cats this week to own four teams. Really? I know you don't like to say must wins, but one of these teams is going to get that victory. What are your thoughts going into Saturday's game?
0: And the reason I don't like to say must wins is because at some point in the season, you, you do get to a must win or or unfortunately maybe there's been years of course where we haven't and you lock it in before it was ever uh, at risk of 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 uh being out of out of reach but wouldn't that uh, be nice yes <laughs> and and that's happened many of 2019 we were locked into the playoffs like at week nine or something it was crazy and and um so yeah, that'll that'll come and one of these teams very well may have a must win in their future uh in their you know maybe maybe the middle part of the season even you might start seeing some of that uh for the east and so uh, but but certainly they are they are building an importance and for both of these teams it it makes an enormous difference whether you're one and four zero and five um, y- you know uh, uh, Dane Evans um, I saw a few players at an event earlier this week at the field Tunde Adelake I was talking to and you know they're they're getting that talk too as to what's it like compared to 2017 or is it is there are there similarities to that and. And, uh, I kind of told, I told these guys, like, it's, it doesn't really feel like that to me. It it doesn't, we weren't, it didn't feel like we were very close at that time. And it feels like you're very close now as a Hamilton tiger cat. And so, um, truly can't speak to what they're, to what it feels like in in Ottawa. You know, I wonder what the energy is there and it's very, very hard. (laughs) In fact, I have a, a direct memory of losing, Jeremiah mazzoli as my starting quarterback. You know, I know exactly what that's like to have Jeremiah mazzoli taking taken away from you, middle in mid in the middle of a season, uh, and what that when that happened to us in 2019, obviously the ticats Cats continued to have a very impressive year. Uh, so, you know, uh, both of these teams uh, maybe they have more hope than you would than you might expect because they're still so so within reach of of playoffs uh, at least, and also still an Eastern title, um, but. Uh, it's time to go. So we'll see. We'll see if the tie cats can make it happen. RJ, we said the same thing uh, in, in week four, and we were hopeful uh, to see a turnaround there. But uh, uh, just excited for a great day on Saturday.
1: So Luke, somebody's O has got to.
0: No. go <laughs> very good very good well forgot about that one
1: yeah yeah i could probably lead the show with it on saturday it'll work there again go. and good. hopefully it uh, leans toward the tiger cats hey always great chatting yes. with you luke i think we're all all set for this one and well, will kick off only a few hours away we'll see you then
0: all right rj looking forward to it
1: so tie cats this week we got you all set up for the red blacks and the tiger cats both teams Looking for that first win of the season. Kickoff is at 5 o'clock. Luke and I will have the call. Great to have you joining us on Ticats this week, and hope you can join us for the broadcast on the Ticats Audio
0: Network. It's been another busy week for your Hamilton Tiger Cats. Luke Tasker and RJ Broadhead have covered it all, and now we would like to hear from you. Email us anytime at game at thicats.ca. Subscribe to the Tie Cats Audio Network on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts.